just sit your ass down? I've been seated for two hours. You just sat down. Because I am committed to this episode. <laughs> this guy's been back. meditating on this episode for yeah. two hours. I mean, I learned from the best. To the 2am podcast. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us today. <laughs> Not sure where that's going. Yeah, but yeah neither did we're I. We're here. Yeah. Made me a little uncomfortable. But you know what doesn't make me uncomfortable? What? Thinking. <gasps> going deep. Diving into things that usually don't matter. Really? Right? In the grand scale of things. But I have a good time thinking about them and discussing them. So, what the hell am I talking about? Thought experiments. Please do tell. And I thought it would be fun for us to kick off today's episode with a little bit of thinking. You mean thought experiments? Get the listeners at home thinking, get the boys in the stew thinking. Everybody's going to be thinking. Quadruple digit IQs. I'm not going to be thinking. I'm going to be experimenting with thinking. Mm. Experimentation, guys. Lap laces demon. So we'll start off by the definition of experimentation. I'm just kidding. No, that's <laughs> very basic here, guys. Lap laces demon. <laughs> lap laces demon. Yes. Okay, those are three words. <laughs> no, it's actually two words. Yeah, lap lace is one word. Oh, lap lace. Okay. Yeah, that's like a name. Think of it like that, right? Lap lace. Lap lace. Please do tell. It actually might be lap lace. Because <laughs> it is, it's by Pierre Lap lace. So. Oh, then yeah, that makes sense. It sounds like your cousin. I wonder if he was trying to be an Adidas model. <laughs> nah, he's he's more of a Czech kind of guy, dude. Yeah, he seems like a deeper thinker. No, no, he's really Czech. Czech. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, for real. No, for real. He's you know, more Pierre? of a Puma kind of guy. <laughs> well, you, so, you're either a guy or a Puma, dude. You, you met Pierre, bro? Yeah. He doesn't rock Adidas. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, he, he rocks Nikes, dude. Checks over stripes for Pierre. Yeah, that's true. But imagine mm -hmm. a being that knows the place and motion of every particle in the universe. It also knows physics, and its mind works so fast that it can calculate how these particles will exert forces on one another, changing their motions. Can this intellect, described by Pierre Laplace, <laughs> it's probably Laplace, but Laplace, in 1884, see the future of everything? Pierre, Pierre Laguette. Wait, what was the question? So, I'll, I'll try to... I'll try to I'm, that was such a deep thought that I honestly didn't even notice you asked the question. <laughs> I'll try to reframe it, right? Okay. So, let's pretend that Zaid knows the place and motion of every particle in the universe, pretend. right? Pretend. So, he knows where every single particle and atom, how they're going to move and where they're at, right? Zaid is also a freaky genius. And he understands physics better than anybody else. And his mind works so well that he can calculate how these particles will interact with one another, changing their motions and potentially what they are. So, by that definition, can Zaid see the future of everything? Not my place to say. What do you? That, it's a thought experiment. You can't. Know, you have to have an opinion here. You yeah. can't I have say to have no. an opinion. Okay, dude. No, well, was, sorry for being no. stuck to reality. You don't have to have an opinion. It would be nice if you had one. Okay. Right. We're an entertainment show. Like I know. We try to be entertaining. I know. <laughs> I know we try. I'm sorry. <laughs> what if, if I know the place and motion of every particle in the universe? Yes. Then I have a hunch. That I do know what's going to happen in the future. And you can calculate how those particles will interact with one another. Yes, because I can make assumptions based on previous sums of those particles and what's happened there. I can make assumptions about the future mm -hmm. and in a sense predict the future. All right. So from the dawn of existence to the end of man and woman yes. and women, excuse me. To when the last atom dissipates, Zaid will know when it happens. I will know. He will know. What do you think, Saeed? You've been a little quiet over there, my friend. Yeah, because I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, of course you would know. Seems like a cop-out answer. No, like, what the hell? If you knew every moving particle, an atom in, in existence... Where it was, 24-7, seven days a week, you live and breathe that shit. Dude, 
you obviously, yes, in some form or way, you know. There's just, you can't really deny that if that's the if way I we're going. If I have the power to know that, then I have the power to foresee the future. Hold on. Okay. Bitcoin. What is, what is the calling? Yeah, where, where, we what is it, where we at? Zay? Where's BTC at? Should tomorrow? I pull out now? <laughs> By this time next year. Well, technically he could. Bitcoin. <laughs> he could figure that out. By this time next year. Yes. Mark the date. We'll refer back to this episode. What is it? Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Mark the date. Today is Thursday, April 15th, 2021. Yes, Bitcoin sir. will be at $95,000. Wow. It's wildly specific. I swear if it's 95000 on the dot. No, I don't even I, care if it's on the dot. If it's just 95000 with some change at the end of it. I'm still going to be ridiculously impressed. <laughs> yeah, but well, okay. So if it's on the dot, I'm still slapping him. Just saying, it's Why on the you dot. Slap him? You are it's a, no, it's a victory slap. Like no, no, no. I'll tell you what you'll do. <laughs> slapping him on the ass. If it's like, on the dot, game, no, you know, like nice, <laughs> nice cut. I know G. you want to slap ass. All right, relax. <laughs> slap ass. You will send me all of your crypto. No, I'd rather slap you. <laughs> send me I'd all the slap you, bro. Crypto, as if I'm in crypto. Fuck you. I'm not giving you any of my money. Okay, dude. Now, yeah. I can't predict the future, but do you know what can? Oh, God. Wait. No, take a guess. Like, do you know what can? I'm being serious. Predict the future? Yeah. God. I don't know. Well, like, God, well God, at least in the eyes of Christianity, um, even though he is to a degree omnipotent, or by definition, he's omnipotent, right? He's everywhere and hears everything, right? According to Christianity. Yes. Yes. That, by definition, would defeat the purpose of free will, which we've already discussed in previous podcasts. So I'm not going to try to go deep on it, right? No. So, take a guess. Do you want to guess? Other than God? Time travelers? What? Ten- <laughs> Dude, I swear if you say tinnitus one more time, bro. God. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even saying it. Caring, mofo. Oh, I you can't know what wait to carry t- that joke in the Take future. a guess. Like I could, I would have guessed. Like, is know. there any new information that this uh, well, Laplace's demon? So when I thought about this, the first thing my mind went to was there's a uh, a concept in quantum mechanics where at any given moment, just randomly, particles can assemble into essentially anything and then disappear at a moment's notice. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a very strange phenomenon. It rarely never or as far as we can tell, it never happens. Right. Because it's so specific mm-hmm. and like the. Just the conditions you would need are bizarre. Right. And they don't occur naturally, at least as far as we can calculate and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking there's a potential chance that just randomly that some particles might come together and that person or I guess. Laplace is demon would have no idea, right? Because it's random. It's outside of his um, understanding, right? Hmm. And on top of that, oh, I'm sorry. This gets really. This gets kind of weird because then you have. Um, oh, what is yeah. See, my comprehension quantum, right now. Quantum superpositioning. Like I can't comprehend this. Like it's just so. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a big one. It's like it's ultra wide field. Like. There's like quantum superpositioning, which is like where you can have particles, like if I remember correctly, it was like mirror images of them end up on one place in the universe and somewhere else, and they can exist simultaneously. And they're basically a replica, same movement. Yeah, same. And if one of them's um, nudged, like even I don't know, just the tiniest amount, a Planck distance off, which oh is the God. smallest measurable yeah. distance in the universe. Which seems kind of crazy, right? Because like, can't you always go smaller? But apparently yeah. they found it. But <laughs> why did they call it a plank? It's um, I think it was named after the guy who discovered it. Yeah. Le Blanc. Le <laughs> Blanc. Le Why are they all French? I don't know. But let's jump back to Le Blanc's demon, right? So at least according to this article that I'm getting all of these off NewScientist.com. Thank you very much for all of these thought experiments. They say uh, Laplace's demon, as it became known, probes the idea of determinism. In a purely classical world, the demon seems to work. Chaos theory means that the future is ultra-sensitive to the past, but if the demon's knowledge is infinitely precise, it could still know the fate of all. It could still know. Quantum mechanics may slay the demon, 
In mainstream quantum theory, events do not always have case or causes. Radioactive decay and other things can happen spontaneously. But not all interpretations of quantum mechanics include this. Include the uh, this. Uh, good Lord. Indeterminate. Indeterminacy. I think you got Indeterminacy. it. Indeterminacy. Excuse me. Whatever the fuck that means. Even if the demon can live on in a universe governed by quantum mechanics, however, it probably doesn't live around here. There's a mathematical argument that shows the entire physical universe cannot be fully understood by any single inference system that exists within it. You might convince, or sorry, you might conceive of the demon as some kind of outside observer, but that opens another philosophical can of worms. Is it meaningful to say that something can know all about our universe without having any physical effect on us? I hate this. Well, isn't that, I, I like, well, isn't that what... I fucking like, hate this Sorry, shit. after reading that, isn't that like, at least in the, in the eyes of religious people, isn't that what God is? Yeah. Yeah. So why did he call it a demon? It was just, just an example. Yeah. Okay. It's not, you know, Laplace's angel. <laughs> demon sounds way more interesting. They, didn't, they called it the Dodge Demon for yeah. a reason. Mainly because they had an older version of it, but... Listen, I mean... The only way we can verify this is you have to tune in to episode 265 of the 2AM podcast. If it's 265 and Bitcoin is at 95,000. Yeah, we're slapping you know, him <laughs> You know that I am Laplace's demon. No, he's a witch. I am Ooh. a witch. The Hellcat himself. We, we, have to, we have to mark those, those dates. That is funny. Oh, no, that'll be on a banner in my office. Oh, for sure. When particles move at very rapid speeds, the velocity of the Namibia starts... <laughs> the Namibian The jazz. Namibian velocity. The Namibian plunk. I like, to, I like reading these because I get to bring out my... Um, or I can use my Jiggy Carmacker voice <clears throat> if I want to, but I'm not going to. That's a lot of, a lot of words, buddy. <laughs> hey, I was about to read the other one. It's called... Um, it, the name of the thought experiment is uh, the Chinese room, but um, I just kind of wanted to start off with the concept of it and just leave it at that. Mm -hmm. It makes things a little bit more simple. And that's, um, can a computer be conscious? In an attempt to disprove this idea of strong artificial intelligence, John Cyril, a, a, philosoph a, philosopher, <laughs> a philosopher at the University of California, Berkeley, imagined himself inside a room of dictionaries and rule books that hold instructions for translating Chinese to English and vice versa. Someone posts a question through the door, written in Chinese, and using his rule books, Searle um, works out an appropriate answer. To the questionnaire, it would, it would seem there is a mind in the room that understands Chinese even though there isn't. Searle claims that a hypothetical rule, bound computer designed to speak Chinese, would be the same, a mere machine with no understanding. So with that being said, forget almost everything I just said, and let's go back to the original question. Can a computer be conscious? And what is consciousness to you? My God, dude, you're really trying to F me today. Yes, I am. God, <laughs> I'm prepared, buddy. You're prepared? Of course. I'm always prepared. Yeah, okay, bro. You do, you think, just... do you think that a computer can become conscious? We've all seen Terminator 3. Um... Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, there we go. So, I mean, if I just have to, I have to formulate my opinion because I haven't really thought about this. I'm okay, thinking think, about it right now. Think about it. I'll yeah. give you. I'll do you, give you, do my you need answer. a thing? Yeah, let's hear it. I do think that a computer can become conscious, um, because if if a computer, whether it comes from a digitized system. Isn't it the same thing as a human brain if it can create its own answers, if it can logically deduce things and form its own opinion? That was something I wanted to bring up is levels of consciousness. I feel as if there's different degrees of consciousness, right? And the thing that limits you is obviously your brain capacity. How able are you to process information? And two, I guess you could kind of consider this your ability to communicate with others of your species, 
right? Mm-hmm. So, for example, dogs bark. That's how they talk to one another. And they also have like, you know, social cues, just like people do. But we don't bark. We, we talk, right? And now it's the processing of information. That's the biggest component of all of this. So to dogs, are we barking? That's a good question. That actually, wait, that is a good question. Are we barking? How do dogs perceive sound? Well, they obviously better than people, but I mean, like, do they have the ability (laughs) to understand that there's multiple or that there's a different languages? No, no, no. Let's go a level deeper deeper here. Deeple. 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 Let's go a level deeple. Barking is a label that human beings have created. A dog has no concept of a bark. It just does it. Bro. No, but think about it, really. Yeah, it has no... Con- like like a, a caterpillar has no concept that it's becoming a butterfly. Just or, yeah, or does butterfly. it, but it's conscious to a degree. Like, or does like it, does it, it doesn't, know it, it has to undergo that process in order to change? It doesn't have the label, oh, I'm going to become a butterfly okay, today. Okay, yes, that's true. But I think when you're saying, uh, does it understand that it needs to become a butterfly. I don't think it calls itself a butterfly, but I think it understands that it needs to go through that process at one point in its life, usually. Maybe. I don't I don't even think a caterpillar has the capability of creating that understanding. Jesus. Levels bro, of consciousness. Like, you see what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about? Levels yeah. of consciousness. Like there's sloth degrees. consciousness, there's dog consciousness, there's yeah. light Sl- consciousness. Slo- yeah. Light? We, we can assume that inanimate objects also have consciousness. No. Why not? Because they don't process information. Well, they, how do you know? Really? They're smartphone consciousness. Well, that's different. That's technology. But is that consciousness? Yeah, but to say a chair is conscious, I mean, it doesn't have <laughs> nerves or means to, you know, receive information unless a well, sensor was inside of it. How about this? Under the influence of a psychoactive substance, this chair yes. could have consciousness? No. No. What the hell, dude? What are you trying you to know, think you know, outside the box, You know who you bro? sound like bro, right now? what are you even talking Your about? Your first year of college, when you first take philosophy 101, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, see that thing you're sitting on right now? That's not a chair. And those aren't legs. That's not your hair. And that's not a table. And you're just like, what the hell's going on? I just, and it, you, you're like, where are the rules? You know, like, you're just telling me this isn't an object. I what is it? I had a teacher at <laughs> I don't know. I had a teacher at Berkeley who took a philosophy class. <laughs> And um, it was like philosophy 101. Yeah. And she was saying like how big of a joke the class was. Mm-hmm. Um, on their final exam, there was, um, you know, just a whole bunch of questions involving the stuff they had to learn over the year or over the year or semester, or whatever. But the last question had to be five pages long. Writing it out, right, because they had I think it was three hours or something for this final. It was crazy. And she the question was it was only one thing. What is this chair? And the teacher put a chair on top of the desk and they said, he said, when you get to this question, you'll know, right? And it was like, what is this chair? And you just had to describe the nature of the chair over the course of five pages. That, and that is, I a, think it's, I think it's brilliant. That is brilliant. But yeah. Here's, here's the thing. My teacher was freaking out because she was running out of time. And had no idea what to write down. So she's just looking at it, freaking out, blanking, doesn't know what to do. Like, you know, 10 minutes left, five pages in 10 minutes, impossible. And so she just writes, what is the chair? Question mark. Hands the essay in and the rest of the test. And then gets called back, you know, to pick up the, the paper, see the grade. And above the section where she had to write that essay, the teacher gave her 100% and said, this is the most profound writing anybody in the class has presented. And she for wrote, this, what is this, this chair? chair? Question mark. Yes. And he gave her full credit. That is not profound to me. <laughs> no, no, that right. answer is not profound. But the the idea of questioning things that we take for granted, like what is wind? What is like Da Vinci had a lot of this thought process. He would observe and he would question everything down to its fundamental 
um, elements. But the difference between Da Vinci and this teacher was she didn't know what to put down. Mm-hmm. And Da Vinci was a genius. Yeah, of course. Big difference <laughs> between the two people. I'm not saying she wasn't a genius. She was very intelligent. But like <laughs> philosophy was not her field of interest. It was music. So mm-hmm. accidental genius? Like ask no, yourself no. the question, what is sound? No, no, no. I, well, I understand that. I understand that completely. Like, like you said, what is wind? I've questioned that before. What is wind? Okay. Get, get down to it. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, you know what wind is, but really, what is wind? <laughs> wind is the um, acceleration of particles moving through space that we Sky. deem our atmosphere. And once it reaches, I think it's above 10 or 20 miles an hour, that's when you start to recognize it yeah. as being present. Brain. Yeah, we know that now. Yes. But imagine being on a field back then. Yeah, you didn't even but know what like, atoms were. You or just like, feel things, and you're like, what the It's hell? a gust from the gods. It's yeah. the breath of Zeus. Oh, my God. Sustaining me. It's Thanksgiving. I don't know. Just, no, and to answer your question, what is sound? It's, um, it's a wave. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's energy. Pulse. Sound usually propagates as longitudinal waves, but when we look at them through something like a DAW or a digital audio workstation, we view them as transversal because it's easier for us to understand. Exactly. And also particles or sorry when we look at sound we like to view it as like a straight line that goes out right and it's just vibrating on one frequency no it actually pushes the air and compresses it and that's how it moves through space and it's very strange and it's fascinating hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. yeah it's vibration moving through the air and it doesn't move through the air in a straight shot it, there's like moments of compression and then moments where it stretches and then moments where it compresses and moments where it stretches interesting yeah. At least that's what I learned in my class. Have we made any progress in this conversation? <laughs> I would say so. Well, besides getting mind effed. Yeah. The, well, that's the. I, I just feel I feel stuck right now. I just feel like, whoa. That's just how I kind of wanted to start the episode. That's, <laughs> that's just. That's a good place to be stuck. Yeah. Because it's just silence. Yes. And then and your it, mind no, just. But the thing is, it's, it's all in my mind. So I feel like I'm speaking, but I'm not right now. I'm just so focused on this. Like, this world. Now I'm thinking about like stars. Thinking about the galaxy. Like, can we, can we, not, say, can we th- not say that inanimate objects don't have a consciousness? Like, you, can, no. you not, can you not say the chair is chairing? No. The rock is rocking? No. No. Why not? Because. Then it's a verb. Because it doesn't fit it doesn't, our human definition adverb. of what consciousness is. But, no, dude. Like, I feel like the, the consciousness is also related to being able to feel. Right? Because consciousness is in the mind. And the mind doesn't just work off the mind. <laughs> so what about neurons? What neurons a, don't... What about neurons? No, <laughs> neurons... <laughs> if you, so neurons. <laughs> if, you look, if you look at a video of neurons, they actively yeah. seek each other. They don't have eyes. They don't have a brain. They can't, by definition, feel anything. It's, it's just pulsating. But they have some form of consciousness to meet. It's signal, yes. It's... it's it's like the router connecting to the modem. Yes. Know? It's the wiring it's of your the, brain. Yeah, it's the wiring and it's the, where's the base station, what does it do, and how does the other one help it? Or, mm. like, Are you talking about different parts of the brain? Yes. In that respect? Okay. Or different parts of the body even. That too, yeah. So emotion. Emotion is a big one, right? Emotion is a huge thing to guide your brain into making decisions or into um, believing what's, what you're seeing or whatever it is. Right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is why a lot of people across all religions think about the Antichrist. Ah, that's something everyone's waiting for mm-hmm. secretly. <laughs> so, Everybody wants the world to end, but yeah. doesn't when it comes around. Yeah. Why does everyone want the world? So to end? I can tell you from now, Islamically, this is what we believe. Right, for example, everyone has like their story of the coming of the Antichrist. Right, we believe that. He will convince you he is God, okay? And the people that, are, that stray away from God as much as possible will believe it and therefore go to hell, right? He will drag them to hell. That begs an interesting question, then. Yeah. But let me finish. Okay, yeah. So, um, basically, after that, uh, the people that are doing well have a lot of good deeds. They're just really connected to God and whatever, can see his bluff, right? And they go, no. And he will try again to convince you 
and he'll do crazy things that are just unbelievable because your eyes are seeing them, mm -hmm. right? He'll do things like he'll bring your parents back to life and they'll be talking to you. And you're just like, oh my God, this is God. And then he, he can fool you twice. So that's, that's what we believe in. But hmm. the strongest people, the people with faith and just like, Oh, is it because, really connected? Are you telling me that Islam They're uses the, the fool me once, shame on you, fool me, fool <laughs> fool me twice, me twice. <laughs> <Shame>. strike three? <laughs> Not even strike three. No, it's just it's, fool me twice, shame on me. Oh, I thought it was fool me once, strike one, but fool me twice, but fool me three times. No, it's fool. Didn't no, Bush say that? Fool me twice. No, no. Bush, Whatever. Bush was like, strike three. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Yeah. Well, you can't get fooled again. <laughs> <laughs> what year was that? That was so long ago. <laughs> he is a very smart dude, though. Before 2008. Yeah. George but, W. Yeah, you had a thought you were going to say after I finished my story. Oh, yeah, that begs an interesting question. Um, so does that mean Islam under, operates under the assumption that you will never meet God in your current form? Yes, you will never meet God in your current form. That's exactly what it, it's not even an assumption. In the books, it's written. So it, it okay. It's like we know it. That's what it's it just is. A hard, hard fact. God will never make Himself present exactly. in this life. In this life, but the afterlife, you may have the chance to meet Him. So, what would you say to somebody who's been through like an incredibly heavy experience, very traumatic, mm -hmm. and just by the most random of luck, they managed to like pull themselves out of it? Right. For example, um, I probably brought this up a couple episodes ago. I watched Life of Pi not too long ago. Mm -hmm. He's super into religions. He like basically devotes himself to every world religion. And then once he's out in the ocean and he gets lost, he kind of drops, at least from what I remember in the movie, he somewhat drops Islam and he primarily focuses on Christianity and Hinduism. Hmm. And the reason why he sticks with those ones is because um, when he was out in the ocean and he was experiencing all those crazy things like he felt as if that was God talking to him, testing mm. his faith, right? Yeah. So I guess maybe in the sense of the movie, if he drops Islam, that kind of makes sense, right? Because that means God showing up as the waves and all of the dangerous experiences that he has would not necessarily be God. It's just a weird coincidence. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Because, like, some people say they experience God when they go through something heavy and mm -hmm. they are lucky enough to make it out of it, right? Yeah. I, I can see your point, and I can see, like, how the life of Pi, why he would drop it. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's one of the missing aspects. Like, that's what makes it different, right? So you can see, like, there's a lot of religions that are just bracketed into one group. Right. And they all follow basically from start to end the same guidelines. It's just we, little details. We were actually talking about this earlier at <laughs> we dinner. Were. We were like, uh, we came to the conclusion that essentially every religion boils down to two things. Don't kill people mm -hmm. and just be nice. Be nice. Be a good person. And be, then have a good heart. And then like there's all the customs that come along with it that yep. you got to follow. It's the little right? details that we filled in. It's like Mad Libs, right? You have the first starting stuff. It's all blank. And then it's just the ending conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. So the, the people that wrote religion or whatever, just you, you filled in the blanks. Yeah, like, it's true. It's just a well, guideline. We just, we just added a bunch of extra steps. Well, I yeah. And it's also, you got you to gotta remember it's hard because we didn't live back then. Right? Exactly. So you can only trust someone so much, right? Like if, if there's a philosopher that was just like, yeah, I saw the prophet Muhammad. No, you didn't. You, huh? You have no, no, I mean, oh, I, would, right. I would say like, no, you didn't. Oh yeah. 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 I thought you're talking to me. No, not, not, not you. Not you. <laughs> I was born in 94, bro. Like, what? yeah. Um, yeah. No, you didn't, you yeah. know, like you're just like immediately you can't trust it. But like, I don't know. Let's just say someone from that that lived in that era, but from a different country, was just like, "Yeah, I saw him or I met him." Like then, uh, you're gonna you have like a, like a thirty percent, eh? You're gonna have like a seventy percent. I wanna or like a fifty percent. I wanna believe it, and then like a twenty percent of. It's the game of telephone. Don't I can't trust. It. You can't. You don't know. I had a just very random thought. Yeah. When you said a guy uh, or a philosopher claims he saw the Prophet Muhammad. And the first thing that came to mind was, I'm like, yeah. And I also saw Jesus holding a 40 yeah. down on, you know, Las Vegas. <laughs> down on PCA. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he was like just out of his mind. 
But then I started thinking about it. I'm not saying he was Jesus because he's definitely, he's probably not. Yeah. Very highly. Very highly. Very highly. A very high 100% chance. It's probably just an alcoholic. (laughs) Not not even 99, 100% chance. There's a very highly 100% chance that it wasn't him. Well, how do you know? (laughs) But it begs, that's that's kind of the thing I was getting at to a degree, right? Like, would we, have we created a society that I guess you could say our gods or our God, depending on your religion, would disapprove of? right? It's so full of sin, disdain, hatred, pain, that the prodigal son, at least in uh, Christianity, if he were to return, would he be able to withstand those temptations like he did back in the day? You know, the 40 days, 40 nights in the desert or whatever. They're largely the same temptations, just, just intensified. Yeah. And they're way more prevalent though. Yeah. Much more prevalent. Yeah. Well, but I mean, yeah, instead of according to the story, yeah. he's the son of God. If he can't withstand that, well, I'm not saying why he not? can't. I'm not saying he can't withstand it, but it does raise an interesting question about mm-hmm. where we've come as a society, which I guess you could say mm-hmm. probably better than where we were <laughs> a couple hundred years ago. Yeah, I think it's phases. Only, I feel like it's just like it gets better, and then it just turns into crap, and then it gets better. and then it gets better, but in a different way. Yeah, it's and then like, it, and then it, it turns into shit in a completely new way. And then, <laughs> and then we learn from gets, that, and then we rebuild, yeah. and then after you know a couple hundred years, it all falls apart again. Mm-hmm. Just we try not to blow ourselves up during the shitty phases. Yeah, but, try to make it yeah, out on the other you side. You know, what, that's the biggest thing now. Is like, yeah, back in the day when it was shitty, it, it was really bad. You know, for example, uh, the uh, Black Death mm-hmm. and stuff like that. The plague wiped out what was it a third of Europe? That's a mass extinction event right there. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of people going down, uh... especially back when there weren't as many people. Oh, dude, that gets into the argument where it's like you have those people who support, like, oh, I'd rather live in the 1700s. It was so much better. Yeah, have fun. No, no. dude. The, like, I, bro, come on. What? I will catch you at the witch burning. <laughs> yeah. You know what I love? Pro Gone demon. Pros and cons list. Just tile it 1700s and see how many fucking cons you come up with. Mm, 17 <laughs> foot pile everything. of shit in New York City. No, thank you. No vaccine. What? Which Johnson is more responsible? Every, everything's bad. <laughs> Which Johnson fucked up this time? <laughs> everything's bad. 1776, United States. Everything's bad. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh my God. Ugh. Had to do it. Yeah, that was a that was a uh, my my brain just went through like a roller coaster. But good, that's what we wanted to do. It also got me to just like I don't know how, but it got me to think, like the way we are raised is that embedded into us. And what? L- let me explain. Let me yeah. explain. So you know how we just call our parents very old fashioned. Mm-hmm. They have lived. Like let's just say every decade they changed, right? Well, they do. They do. They get older. Yeah. But their mentality kind of stays the same. Like, it stays into the period. For the most part. Of when they were, like, 23. And it just kind of gets, or not 23, like, the 20s, you know? Just kind of gets stuck there. Because no matter what, today, Mm -hmm. you know, I can hang out with my dad, for example. Right? Yeah. But there's always going to be a barrier difference where it's just, like, he will not understand certain things. I will not understand. And it, it mm-hmm. and it it's not just me. I've heard this from a lot of people. Where they go, why do we still use like is it possible for parents or people to change? Yeah. Should be, right? I I'd say it is. It's definitely possible. It's just very yeah. very difficult especially as you age. At least for most people. Yeah. Because you get stuck within certain ways of thinking. And uh yeah. There's like, a reason the expression, uh, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, mm-hmm. carries so much weight. I, I don't think they can, they can change. There's, there's something... That's very t- pessimistic. I they're not know. likely to change. They're not yeah, li- they're not likely, but they can, is my Yeah, point. they can, they're just not likely they to. They can. I don't know. It's just a very weird thought to me. <laughs> like, it's just so... I don't see it happening. I think you, you, you know, can I don't change. see them changing. They always just stay stuck in their mentality. Yeah. You right. can teach a dog new tricks if... Old dog. Or old you can dog. teach an old dog new tricks if I think it's linked to a, a very traumatic event. I don't know. 
Dark Knight of the Soul type of scenario. Whoa. Good lord. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people well, I would a say lot of yes. people need to hit rock bottom in order to change. I'm sorry. I was thinking about a literal dog and I'm like, what are you doing to this oh, dog, dude? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, how about this? You're so sadistic. Does consciousness start to just wear out when you get older? Well, yeah. Well, actually depends how how strong how active are you with your brain like how often are you trying to exercise it on a daily basis that usually leads to less likely of uh you sorry by exercising your brain it leads mm -hmm. to less likely of um diseases like ALS um parkinsons stuff like that but yeah. um it's a, a lot of it's genetic too and i guess you could say yeah your brain does slow down cuz i mean like you you've been around old people so have you, you know, when, yeah. they, when they talk, it's at a different cadence mm -hmm. because they realize that they don't need to be fast. Like they're not in a rush. There's nothing that's like, let me enjoy this. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a fine wine. Yeah. Just, uh, I'm just going to take my time with I it. I saw something uh, a few days ago that makes me beg to differ. I saw like an 89 year old man just, you know, just totally cruising through stop signs, Go almost ham. hit somebody like right in front of my eyes. <laughs> she just did not give a shit. Get off the road. Well, gang. that's a different question. Should old people be allowed to drive? <laughs> well, well, yeah, just like anyone else. Just pass the damn no, test. No, it depends. No, the test I, needs to be updated. Yeah, the for test old does especially. need to be updated. No, I think the test needs to be updated in general. Yeah, well, for everybody. Like, I think it should be yeah. way harder to get a Because here, license, here like, we've talked about this before on the pod, I think. But it's just like, one of the questions is like, you hit an ice cave, what do you do? Do you reverse out or do you just like... An ice cave? Like, do you... Yeah. You know, the Southern California yeah, ice that, caves yeah, that's, yeah, that are exactly. so prevalent. And I'm like, why does this make sense in California? Where's the... Well, be, why don't you tell me about my car getting stuck in the sand or to something? To be fair, in the mountains. Like, <laughs> like, you could be stuck in the mountains with some shit like that. If you're going skiing or snowboarding, yeah, whatever. But, like, I feel like that's just... Uh, there was a lot of ice questions. And I'm like, what the hell, dude? It's not like we live around ice 24-7. It's sunshine and rain. <laughs> like, that's true. That's not what me I, I meant. I meant, like, there needs to be more... There needs to be a better hands-on approach on how to navigate through traffic. And there needs to be a better understanding of like what traffic actually is and how it can yeah. be mitigated. I, f I feel like there's certain people, they're just, they're like genetically, they're just not meant to drive, dude. Like I agree. Like well, th that's it. There well, some people, they're very panicky too. I don't mean, I'm not talking that. like in terms of a race. I would like to make that very clear. I'm yeah, talking no, no, like, we're talking about like what you're saying. They're very frantic. Yeah, individual human beings that are. They're very frantic or they get very nervous quickly. I know people like that, mm -hmm. you know, they're just, they're men just like me, you know, or even, and, even worse, the people who are just like, I don't give a shit. Everybody get out of my way. Yeah. Good luck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. They'll do like 95 down the 405. Yeah. Like that idiot. We the saw red light exactly. warriors. Red light warriors. Going 80 in a 40 while someone was merging and almost killed him. Basically. Yeah. It was past a car accident at that yeah. point. But, Stupid. But I mean, like when I'm when I'm talking about on road driving, just for traffic specifically, like, did you know there's at least in the U.S. So they claim there's a reason for the 65 mile an hour speed limit, and that is if everybody on the the highway in all lanes consistently drives 65 miles an hour, mm -hmm. and you're not riding the ass of the person in front of you, you can mitigate a substantial amount of traffic. But the reason why we're so backed up all the time is because there's people that are just racing, you yeah. know, to get to where they need to go. And that causes compression in traffic. Mm -hmm. And when there's this compression, then it starts to move, right? There's just kind of this continuing line of compression and then it moves forward yeah. and then moves back. Not to mention the so accidents think of that a, and, Exactly. Think of an accordion. Yes. But you're just shifting this way the whole time. Four exactly. or five yeah. accordions. That's all that's happening. I don't know. But like, what's funny is that tweet, dude, I will never forget it. <laughs> but it's just like, bruh, how the fuck is there traffic? Just keep driving. <laughs> <laughs> just keep driving, bro. I love solve that. all your problems. Oh yeah. Great solution. <laughs> you know what? That I'm sorry, like as as funny, dumb as a tweet as that yeah. is like it kinda makes sense. When you're sitting in LA traffic and you're looking in front of you, you're thinking like, okay, people are trying to get off at exits and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But there's still so many people that are just in the regular lanes, not in the exit lane. So it's like, what? How is, how are we stuck right now? Like, yeah. where up ahead does it stop? Is yep. it an accident? No, there's no accident. It's just shitty today. It's just terrible. Because everyone's the brain is firing at fifty percent today. It could be one freaking two thousand four blue Corolla just trying to merge in, and it's just causing all this. Stress. 
My God, bro. My God, man. I do not want to talk about traffic. It's, it's coming back and it's pissed me off already. You're getting Vietnam flashbacks? Yes. <laughs> back on 91. POW of the 405. <laughs> Zayden and I had a pretty gnarly one. And uh, do you remember over by Joshua Tree? The ice, the ice uh, cave? Ooh. Are you guys the talking? ice caves of Joshua Tree. Yeah, the ice caves of Joshua Tree. No, I'm talking about um, we were driving and we were on our way to the Integratron area, right? And on our way there, this dude in like a lime green Honda Fit is just like, <laughs> all right, you're right there. I see you. And then like just rammed, like merged almost oh, yeah, like yeah. into us. What the hell? Essentially driving us like into the shoulder. And I'm like, I'm about to hit the sidewalk right now. Yeah. And this guy just zoomed did not even give a shit bro looked that, right at us he like really um, thought he can fit <laughs> i guess you could say he honda fit <laughs> even if you fit you don't have the horsepower to even make a maneuver like that <laughs> get out of here but okay. what was weird like dude his the nose of his car the front bumper was like essentially where my b pillar would be what the hell yeah he was like he was like nose diving right into the side of my car yeah just like like why like, not? i get it's a small car dude but like you will die not me <laughs> bro here's another thing i've seen no, lately he would have been hitting me like as i'm driving just oh yeah here's That's another true. thing i've seen lately on the road people who are not willing to fix their fucking cars after an accident it's like you have the most erratic well, drivers and there's no coincidence that half of their left side driver's door is missing hey the rear bumper is completely gone. It's basically almost hey, totaled and they're still driving let's, it. Let's take a step back for a moment and remember our good friend Empathy. Yes. Right? Some people can't afford to fix their cars. Yeah. Some people aren't driving irrationally. They got hit and they got screwed by that entire event. Mm -hmm. Or they, from what I've seen, it's, it's a, not those people. Listen, listen. It's a transitional. How would you even know? Are because you talking to these no, people? No, no, They are driving. Are getting their biography? They are driving erratically on the road while their car is fucked up. Okay, fair enough. Okay, okay. I'm that, like, I'm going to make an assumption yeah. there that you caused this. Yes. Strong language. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Makes sense. Which people have been I don't know. Empathy, bro. Empathy. Look, yeah. as much as I, I love to complain about that stuff, too. Empathy until they hit, like, hit a fucking It'll take me two minutes, and I'll be like, man, that was messed up. Like, I should have just, like, at least thought about it. Maybe he was in a... Maybe he's in a shitty mood. I don't know. Do you he's guys, human. Do you guys have any, like... Have you seen, or can you recall, any of your favorite shitty mod jobs like oh i mean like they tried to fix the car themselves yeah and they didn't want to take it in because they probably couldn't i saw they one probably literally yesterday it, while we were driving i just forgot to point it out because it was a quick flash mm -hmm. we were on the 91 we were just driving and then all of a sudden i looked to my right as we're passing the car you know how people try to like put wide body kits around yeah. like especially the tires you know with like the giant bolts yeah <laughs> this guy tried doing it the uh the other way around, the cheap way, which is you grab the roller and a heat gun and you like concave the inside. <laughs> You're joking. I swear to God. And then one part of it was like crinkled too much. So he looks like he messed up and it wasn't even wide. It just looked like you bent it out of shape. dude. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like good. nice spacers, bro. <laughs> spacers, dude. You're riding so wide, my guy. It was just funny. What was that one car who, uh, who tried to... Uh... It was like an SUV that tried to look like a brand new G-Wagon. Oh, is it like a Mitsubishi? No, no, what? no, 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 no. Oh my God, I remember this. It was, oh, what was the car? It was so random. I think it was older. It was the most, it was so random. And it like, they tried to change out body panels. What the hell? Like certain corners to try to make it look boxier. Oh my God. And it was God. like, a, it was a GMC something. It's a Scion XB. It, no, it's a, it's a GM. Oh God, I wish I could remember. G Anyways, it was, it was yeah, ridiculous. It, it was like this super disgusting. It was just a mid-tier SUV, you know? It's yeah. Like back when it came out, it wasn't great and it wasn't the worst thing. It was just a good, it was just mm -hmm. a car, right? And this guy, it rounded off at the top, and he was like, nah, I want it to be boxy. Oh, my so, God. So, like, he took weird, very bizarre fender um, fender flares that were still rounded, but definitely more angular than the stock ones. Yeah. And then he tried to, like, pinch off the top of the body panels to, like, make it look more Flat. boxy. Yeah, sharp edge. And he put, like, really trip, like, really weird headlights in it. Do you remember that shit? It was so weird. Tried to replicate a G wagon. Yeah, it was it was hilarious. Don't don't try to replicate Mercedes, man. You'll just look like a fool. Well, I'll laugh at you. 
Just like, just rock what you have. And, <laughs> just, you know, yeah, you, there we go. Well, at least we know, you know, you'll get there like, one day. Try to make like, it look like a clean example of what it is. <laughs> like instead of dropping like uh, to modify that car, the amount of time it must have taken and parts was probably at least like if you were to take it to a mechanic shop, like five to maybe eight thousand dollars somewhere in that I, range i gotta right? say this but it looks like he spent a g <laughs> <laughs> on that wagon though at least a g <laughs> when he could have like he probably could have just spent like a thousand bucks and cleaned up the car and made it look pretty nice mm -hmm. right so when he goes to resell it it has a slightly higher value still like stock components right yeah. but you pay somebody to go underneath clean out um the underside of the car maybe the engine bay Maybe get an updated version of the rims. You can keep the stock ones too if that's what the next owner wants. But yeah, my favorite mod of all time, or it's like cheap mechanic job of all time, right? DIY at home. This guy had an infinity, is it a G37? Well, they come in 35 or 37. So. Okay, so it was 37. Was it I a remember coupe? That. Yeah, it was a coupe. Well, they were both coupes. It was yeah. stupid. Yeah. No, it was a coupe. And I remember it was a 37. Okay. And it was gray. I was driving back from L.A. in the month of May by the bay. No. <laughs> and this guy had gotten rear-ended. It was obvious. Like, yeah. you could see that um, his trunk, like, still had some impacts in it. Mm -hmm. You could see, like, where he tried to pull the dents out with, like, a suction cup. Yeah. On TikTok, they're using glue now, which is a really dumb idea because yeah. it's like, have fun getting that off your car. Yeah, I'd rather, but, I'd rather focus on my paint. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... You could see where he tried to fix it, and like he did an okay job, you know, for not paying any for anything. But here was the best part: his bumper was screwed, his rear bumper. Mm -hmm. But he was able to bend it back out and smooth it out to the point where it actually looked pretty regular. But it kind of snapped off, or it didn't kind of. It snapped off on one side. You could tell, and so there was like all these jagged edges that must have been there before. This dude cut off the jagged edges on both sides, tucked in the rear of the fender, so it gave, like, the G37, like, an even crazier, like, pinched Ooh. look. And then he took zip ties, hole-punched holes on the uh, existing rear body panel mm -hmm. and the uh, fender that he modified, and then, like, he put the holes, like, right next to each other, and there was at least 20 to 30 zip ties per side. <laughs> and he just bolted them all into place tied them up locked them up super tight and i mean yeah it kind of rattled as you went down the highway but i mean for doing that yourself in your garage yeah. it, it wasn't too bad nice <laughs> i gotta give him props yeah. they're in my garage with my zip ties i mean it was hilarious because you see it, like his uh his car just looks like the face of um who am i thinking of like Coraline, like a Coraline character just mm. sewing all oh, over it right yeah but it's just these zip ties lined up along the side, and they're perfectly like balanced. Like, bro, that's art. It, I had to give him props. He yeah, did a great that's, job. That's creative for what it is. He did a pretty good job. Yeah, it's just zip ties and holes. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty dope. But he also like cut it off and molded the rear fender so it would kind of work with the lines of the car. Yeah, and he had to like also slightly extend it just so that there would be enough material to wrap around mm -hmm. the sides to fit it. Like, dude, put thought into it. It was even weirder. It was a plastic fender, right? Like, it's not metal. No, on it's not metal, yeah. Yeah, so that means he was, like, molding this plastic and managed to repaint it somewhat similar to the original color of the factory. That's pretty cool. Good good on you, man. I gotta give good, so that's all, Yeah, it's a lot of brain power. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I know that seems ridiculous, and I was laughing at it th at, at the time, but, like, I look back and... This man's a genius. Yeah, great job, bro. <laughs> yeah. Modern day. The da only time I, I don't care like what, what you do with your car, even if it looks cheesy or whatever, is if you're having fun doing it. Yeah. If you have fun and you like it and it's just like that's what you're doing it for, awesome, dude. If you're doing it for attention, I promise you only everyone's laughing at you. You know what? There's a uh, street racing scene um, in Tokyo, and I wish I could remember the name or the Tokyo style of these cars. But if you just look up, I just looked up Japanese crazy Lambos. Mm-hmm. They take like Lambos, Ferraris, like very high-end sports cars, and they do the gnarliest mods to them. They look like an arcade. They make their uh, Lamborghini look like Disneyland. Like here's an example for you guys. We'll yeah. put a photo on the screen later. SV Flex. He wrapped it in chrome. 
or like a green chrome, made the rims as big as they could be, slammed it to the ground, put LED strip lights around the interior of the door, around the wing, underneath the car. They all flash. It's super abrasive mm-hmm. to the eyes. And I respect the hell out of yeah, it. Yeah, I've seen a lot of videos of those. The meets. Dude's driving a freaking yeah. uh, Countach right here. They don't even drive, dude. They like basically crawl to the fucking meet. No, they drive. Once they get on the freeways, they go. Like they whip. I'll, I'll send you. A, yeah, but when I'll there's a lot one. of crap going on in a specific spot, dude, they're going like two miles per hour. <laughs> Just, they're not scraping anything right now. They're not trying to do anything. That's true. I'll send you a video of this guy who um he was lucky enough to get into that scene and like film them driving around Tokyo. Mm-hmm. It's some of the craziest shit. It's <laughs> trap. Yeah, dude. Like I'm talking like they're hitting a buck sixty, buck eighty. Yeah. Some are aiming for two hundred on freeways. Wow. Going for it. Right in Tokyo, which I know it sounds crazy. It's just one city. Do they have an autobahn? They don't. No, they don't. no. But they have a highway that you could compare it to the autobahn in the sense of like how you know it's smooth, mm-hmm. well maintained. But it's very illegal to speed in Tokyo. They have cameras everywhere. They take a photo of your face and your license plate, and they uh, send it like just to your house or something like that. The mm-hmm. ticket. Right. Only the Germans have the autobahn. Yeah, I'm jealous. Well, they have the best cars. They do. <laughs> And only we have the best podcast. Exactly. Exactly, guys. You know Yeesh. what to do, baby boo. Anyway, guys, we are on YouTube. I don't know if you guys heard, but yeah, we have a oh, Clips yes. channel too. Go follow us at the 2AM podcast for full-length episodes. We also have the 2AM clips where you can find all the damn good clips from funny to informative. Get off Twitter, Zade. Exactly. We're doing the outro. Yeah, bro, come on. Have some respect. Exactly. Damn, Look, bro. dude, we lost two stars, bro. We lost two stars. We just lost the anyway, rating. Anyway, Apple Podcasts, guys. It's a great platform. If you listen to us on there, please go like, subscribe, rate us, leave a review. It helps us drastically. Also, we have a support link now. If you would oh. like to support us and have, you know, just more episodes and just more fun, maybe more vlog videos in the future, let us know. Because they're, they're coming. Exactly. Whether you want them or not, they're yeah. coming. Check us out. We have everything linked on the Instagram at the 2AM podcast. Let your friends know. Let your family. Let your girl know. Let anyone know. All right. So until next time, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Peace.